Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today I am so excited to be here with you. It is June. Can you believe that it is June already? You might not know this, but June is Adult Sex Education Month. And here on this show, the mission, the primary mission, is to provide sex education to adults so that parents can pass this information on to their kids. And in order to do that, you need to be educated and empowered yourself. So that's what this show is all about, is giving you the knowledge and the information so that you can educate your kids, so that you can live your life, you know, be an example to your children. Because, of course, you know you are the primary role model. So we want you to have great communication. We want you to have awesome relationships. We want you having great sex. We want you to be knowledgeable and able to have these challenging conversations with your kids. Because, you know, it isn't easy to talk about sex. It's one of those taboo topics that it just... Even between couples, it can be challenging. And never mind, you know, talking to the next generation about it. So here we just want to make it a little easier, give you some support, and help you to have these sometimes really challenging conversations with the people who are most important in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but I got some sex education in school, and my mom also sat me down for the quote-unquote talk. I pretty much came out of that experience with, yeah, some information, but ultimately I was pretty clueless about how to protect myself from unintended pregnancy and also sexually transmitted diseases. And I didn't have any idea how to protect myself from sexual predators that I encountered as I was growing up. And I think that's one of the, the, the most important things about sex education is being able to prepare the next generation for the things that they might encounter. Now, I know from talking with my mom that she had experiences with sexual abuse when she was growing up, but she didn't have the information or wasn't able to adequately prepare me to protect myself when I encountered those situations when I was growing up. And that's really what it's all about here at Holistic Sex Ed Radio is that we want to give the adults in the room the tools, the education, the words to be able to share this information with the next generation so that we can protect kids and we can help prevent them from learning some of the hard lessons that we had to learn because we had to figure out sex by trial and error. And, you know, that's not the way to learn about something as important as sex. So let's talk a little bit more about the state of sex education at school, in the school system, because it really hasn't changed that much over the years. What you get at school depends very largely on the school system that your child goes to. 
if you go to a system or a school system that believes that children should have this information and be educated, then it's likely that your kids will get sex education at school. But there's no guarantee that the information that they're getting is medically accurate. There's only 13 states that legally require medically accurate sex education. And myself, you know, like I said, I grew up in a liberal state. I had sex education, you know, growing up. And even still, I don't really feel like it adequately prepared me for the things that I would encounter as I was growing up, as I was learning about sex, as I was exploring my sexuality in my teenage years and also in my 20s and beyond that. So I think that it's really important that parents take on this role of sex educator because schools can't give values. They can't wrap information in values where for you as a parent, you can impart your family values. You know, how do you treat other people? You know, in what types of, you know, situations does sex seem appropriate? You know, these are things that you are going to be teaching your kid the schools can't do this type of stuff. So it's really, it's on parents to be able to have these conversations. And I think it's really important for boys in particular to get this information because I can't tell you how many parents I have spoken to who are like, their feeling is like, oh, thank God I have boys because it's, they're so much easier. And, you know, what that implies is that, you know, it's the responsibility of the girl to prevent pregnancy, to keep herself safe, to prevent rape, you know, all this kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, this is a two-party activity, <laughs> you know, and so it's very important for boys to know about birth control. It's very important for boys to be able to have the conversations, to ask for consent, to make sure that you know, consent is given along the way. And it's, you know, these are conversations that we never have to have when we were growing up. Like, I remember, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, like I was a teenager in the 80s. And so we had movies like Revenge of the Nerds and uh, Breakfast Club, uh, Animal House or Party, I can't remember what, you know, basically lots of drinking, lots of uh, drunk people. And it was, you know, slapstick humor taking advantage of girls while they're drunk and passed out. It's like, that's not funny. That's what we grew up with. Like, the, it was okay. And so there's that whole mentality. And, of course, things have changed since then. And I, somebody told me this story. This guy, you know, this is like third, three times removed kind of thing. So this story goes like this. that This guy invited this lady out on a date. They were hanging out. They actually knew each other for quite some time. They're hanging out. And actually, I'm not even sure it was a date. Like, they're hanging out, sitting on the couch, watching a movie or something like that. And then the guy, like, you know how guys will, like, sneak their arm around the woman kind of thing. Like, they're going to snuggle up and this kind of thing. And, and he, like, he does that and, like, goes in for the kiss. Like, just, like, not even taking a moment to read the room. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> And, like, kind of freaks out a little bit because it was, like, way too strong. It's, like, totally unexpected. It's, like, no, no, that's, like, creepy. Like, that's not how you do it. Like, if you're into this lady, like, tell her, you know? It's, like, if you were friends, 
you know, you can say like, hey, you know, I know we're friends. I don't want to make things weird, but you know, I'm into you. I like you. And if we, if you were open to it, I would love to explore something more and have that adult conversation rather than make it just really creepy and weird. And, you know, she left, it was awkward and uncomfortable. And it's just like, ah, really? What the hell are you thinking? It's like, that's not how you do it. So yeah, so there's, there's people who need some education around how to handle these situations. And so do adults need sex education? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of reasons that we do. And, you know, whether it's just we're having boring sex, having, you know, the same routine, doing mission style or whatever it is, you know, the same two or three sexual positions all the time. It's so easy to find something that works and then just never stray from that. And so, you know, that's okay for some people, but, you know, it's really, it's elementary level sex. And we know that there is the potential for so much more. I mean, look at these ancient sexual practices like the Kama Sutra, the Taoist sexual practices, um, Tantra, all of these different things. Like they knew that there was something more than just the physical, you know, having sex, you know, absolutely it's pleasurable, but what you might not know, like there can be like life-changing levels of pleasure. It can become a spiritual experience. And most people don't have sex at that level. Yeah, sure. It can feel great. We can have a good time, this kind of thing. But it's, you know, once in a while, maybe we have like an earth-shattering sexual experience. But for the most part, these are few and far between, you know, it just like maybe happens out of the blue. So there's so much more, you know, like men can separate ejaculation from orgasm. Men and women both are capable of full body orgasms. Women can ejaculate. I mean, there's just so much more than that's possible that we just don't even know how to do it. And so... This show is trying to bring some of this information forward so that we can learn about this stuff. Because who doesn't want to have great sex? Who doesn't want to have an amazing relationship and a connection with their partner? I mean, I do. I think a lot of people do. There is so much more that we have had the opportunity to experience. And so that's really what this is about. So I want to invite you to take this month and really explore both your pleasure and if you have a partner, your partner's pleasure. You know, take the time to learn more about each other's bodies. Take the time to learn about what feels good to you, to your partner. Go for a step-by-step demonstration, a show and tell of like, hey, this is my body. This is what I like. This is what feels good. This is the way I like to be touched. Do this at this time. Do this that when, you know, I need lubrication for this or that. Like be explicit 
And that only will help your partner to understand your body even more and will allow for a greater, pleasurable, more connected experience. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about sex education some more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So I would like to talk a little bit about the female body because, well, you know, I just love talking about the female body. It is the what introduced me into this whole world was my discovery that I didn't know how to protect myself from getting pregnant. When I was at 15, my mom had put me on the pill. By the time I was 20 years old and moving into a more healthy lifestyle, I realized that I really didn't want to be putting artificial hormones in my body anymore. And what that presented me was with this dilemma of, oh, well, if I'm not going to use birth control pills, how do I protect myself? And what's funny is even though I had used condoms when I was 15 years old, I I don't know, they didn't even come to my mind for some reason. Like I didn't really think of them as a method to protect myself from getting pregnant or from protecting myself from sexually transmitted diseases, which is a bad thing because that's really the one and only thing that can protect us from sexually transmitted diseases. To be honest, they weren't even really a concern in my mind. And I was mostly concerned about not getting pregnant because I knew I didn't want to have kids. And at least certainly not at that time. And so, yeah. So once I came to the realization that I didn't know how to protect myself, this 
triggered a quest for information. And of course, this is back in the days before there was internet. And so the way of getting information was looking around in bookstores, you know, hoping to stumble across, you know, a gem of a book, which I did on occasion. I found some incredible, amazing books. One of them was called A New View of a Woman's Body. Wow, that book was just life-changing. Best book ever on female anatomy. It's not in print anymore, but sometimes you can get a hold of it on Amazon or in other places. It's just an amazing, amazing book. So basically, as I started searching for information, I eventually stumbled across this book called Natural Family Planning, which was a religiously flavored book on how to get pregnant, which I wasn't interested in getting pregnant, but I was fascinated by the idea that my body was doing these different things during my cycle that I could actually learn how to identify and use that information to make reproductive decisions. Like I could choose whether or not I wanted to use protection because I was fertile at that time. I basically learned how to identify when I was fertile each cycle and how to tell when ovulation occurred so that once ovulation occurs, this is the way biology works, is that you're non-fertile for the rest of the cycle. And so for me, let's just put it this way. Learning this changed my life. It was the most empowering thing I ever did for myself. To be able to really take charge of my fertility in that way was so empowering. I was 20 years old when I figured this stuff out, and I just felt like, wow, like, what if my mom had known this stuff to teach me? Like, what if... Every young woman grew up knowing and understanding her body to this degree. I mean, it's life-changing. I really believe that we could reduce unintended pregnancies by so much. Because when you know that you're fertile and you know that if you have unprotected sex right now that you will get pregnant, well, that's good information because... A lot of times when women don't understand how their body works, it's like this nebulous, oh, well, you could get pregnant, you might get pregnant. It's like, so it's, you know, a little bit like Russian roulette, you know, put a bullet in the chamber and spin the the dial and see what happens. And when you have have the understanding of your cycle in that way that you know exactly when you're fertile, it takes the guesswork out. And it really, I believe, encourages people to act more responsibly because for me, who didn't want to get pregnant, I was very diligent about keeping track of my cycle and making sure I used protection when I needed to. I've always been in long-term relationships, and so some of my partners you know, haven't wanted to use condoms. Some did, this kind of thing. And so it really allowed me to have more control and more say over what I was doing with my birth control so that I could protect myself and also make my partner happy too. And, you know, there's a whole thing that goes along with that as far as like not bowing to a partner's pressure when it comes to like birth control choices and that sort of thing. You know, I was young, there's stories packed up in there, which I'm not going to get into today, but yeah, you know, so I, I really believe that educating 
women about their bodies is so empowering. And I believe that men, boys, need to understand women's bodies too because our bodies are complex. We go through this hormonal dance every month. You know, boys don't really have, some don't even know what menstruation is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have like any clue about like a woman's body or how it works at all which is kind of sad, you know, because, I mean, we should be getting at least the basics in biology class. But again, depending on the school that you go to, what you get for education may vary. And you might have one school that has great sex education, and, you know, the next town over may have no sex education at all whatsoever. And so you have kids with varying levels of sexual education and there's really no rhyme or reason other than what the politics are in that school district. So it's, you know, it's unfortunate. I believe that kids are entitled to this information. This is information that every child should receive, in my opinion, from parents. It can be challenging when parents didn't get a good education themselves. Things are changing. We're busy. You know, who has time to keep up with all this stuff? I mean, certainly not a busy parent. And so, you know, that makes it really hard. And so thank goodness for things like podcasts, like you can go and you can get information when you're driving around, when you're working and doing the dishes or whatever the case may be, you can get information and just like download it into your brain so that you can share it at an appropriate time with your kids. So I want to just tell you really quickly about a free resource that I have. It's called Understanding the Female Body and Cycle. If you go to Holistic Sex Ed Radio and scroll down on the front page, it's about halfway down the page, and you'll see it there. You can just go pop your email address in there, and you'll get access to a video series that has all this information. And if you want to get more beyond that once you digest the understanding the female body and cycle if you have interest in learning how to use these methods to manage your fertility i also have a program called the natural birth control program which i have on special right now it's been on special since we started this whole covid thing you know because i was concerned about people being able to get their birth control. I was worried, you know, maybe because 50% of all pregnancies in the United States are not planned. I was concerned that if you're not planning on having a child right now, you might not want to just because we don't under, we don't understand this virus. We don't know what is going to happen. You know, we could have a second wave. We just don't know what's going to happen. And so that program is on special right now so if you're interested you can just go to holistic sex ed radio and check that out it's a really great resource and if you want to have like a full and complete understanding of your cycle that would be the next step beyond the understanding your female body and cycle uh training that i have available for everybody and you know there's this whole question about you know is it okay to give teenagers this much information and it's a little bit scary because people don't know what teens will do with this information you know and this is it's really it's fear based thinking it's, yes sometimes there are teenagers who want to get pregnant and do so for various reasons but for the most part 
teen pregnancy is an accident. It's not something that they meant to do. And so I really believe that when you give teenagers the information, like, you know, I was 20 at the time, and yes, that means my brain was a little bit more mature. I might be thinking a little bit more clearly, perhaps, who knows. But basically, I do believe that this information is really empowering for girls. And I think helping them to understand what's happening with their body and cycle could be so helpful because imagine being 12 years old and all of a sudden you just start bleeding for no reason. You don't really understand why. Just all of a sudden you have to deal with this monthly nightmare. You never know when it's going to come. It catches you off guard. You're at school and you bleed through your pants. You know, I mean, just ugh, <laughs> what an awful experience, right? But if you had an understanding of, okay, my body is doing all these things, I can identify when ovulation happens, and now I can know when to expect my period. That alone is life-changing. That saves you the embarrassment of bloody clothes at school. You can plan. It's just so much better. It's so much better. And so, yeah, so it can be a little nerve-wracking to be giving kids this kind of information, but it really is essential education for kids. And I believe that kids, for the most part, want to be responsible. They want to do the right thing. And so giving them information that will help them make those responsible choices can only be a good thing. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about adult sex education some more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. 
I am, I'm a curious person. I admit it. A couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to know what medical students were learning about the female body. So I went out and bought this textbook. This thing is humongous. It like weighs 10 pounds. It's like four or five inches thick. It is a textbook for gynecologists. And I wanted to know, like, what do they know about the female cycle? Are they teaching doctors about the fertility cycle? I wanted to know, what are they saying about the clitoris? Do they know, are they talking about that anything along the lines that women have as much erectile tissue as men? It's true. It's just laid out differently. And it doesn't get like rigid and hard and filled with blood the way a penis does. But women have almost as much erectile tissue as men do. Who knows that? How many people know that? You don't hear that at your, in your science biology class in high school or college. The medical textbooks, they don't say that. So how do you know if it's true? Well, there's other people who are doing research, <laughs> luckily. And a lot of times it has to be the women themselves. There are definitely some pioneering women out there who have really dove in to explore female anatomy. Like there is still controversy over the G-spot. Does it exist? Does it not exist? Where is it located? It does exist. There's confusion about the female prostate. You know, is it called the female prostate? Is it like squirting out prostate prosthetic fluid? There's different names for it too. It's a different shape than a man's prostate. But yeah, women actually do have a prostate and it's called something different. I'm not remembering off the top of my head. I'm putting myself on the spot. I don't remember exactly what it's called. But yeah, women have a prostate too. That's controversial. What about the size of the clitoris? Yeah, we all know that there's like that little magic button that's on the exterior of the body, right? Sometimes it's hidden underneath the hood. But did you know that the clitoris goes up and back and into the body? It has legs that spread out on either side of the vagina. There's like, there's like all this tissue that we had no idea that exists. We don't see it in the medical textbook. Like you won't see it in a diagram in most of the, the textbooks. You won't see it in your high school science book, <laughs> your anatomy class, you know, all this stuff. Like, you know, I have anatomy books from when I was in school for my holistic health practitioner's degree, and none of them have this stuff in there. So what, does it not exist? Well, there's controversy. And, you know, so many people get their sex education from porn, like porn is not the right place to get your sex education. Like this is not what feels good to women. Women need to be warmed up, you know, foreplay. There's a reason for that because our erectile tissue, it behaves differently than a man's. You got to like, it takes a little time to kind of get things going and get things stimulated and to get the blood flowing, you know? It doesn't, a female's erectile tissue 
just doesn't get like rock hard like a penis. Like it just doesn't work like that. But we can get those tissues to plump up, to wake up, and it takes a little practice, takes some, you know, takes a little effort. But as you do it, as the more you do it, the easier it gets. And, you know, when a woman has gone through her whole life never activating these tissues, they're sleeping, <laughs> you know? We need to kind of wake them up a little bit. And so having education around this, knowing where the tissues lie can be really helpful. So understanding female anatomy is very important, especially for men, men who love women and want to give pleasure to women. It's like there's, there's you know, technique involved and every woman is different. Sure, there might be some similarities, but you know, ask her, ask her what feels good. Get her to do a show and tell session with you, like I mentioned before. Spend that time to really get to know each other's bodies and take a class. Like you could enroll in like say a Tantra course in your area or there's videos like uh, Charles Muir, who is one of the people who originally brought Tantra to the United States, him and his wife, Caroline Muir, who Caroline, I've interviewed on the show earlier in our um, earlier in our episodes, but they brought tantric sex to the United States, and I know that Charles has in his online store three videos of these practices, which actually I acquired recently. So I'm looking forward to watching them with my partner. So that should be fun and exciting. I'm hoping actually to uh, get Charles on the show here sometime soon, maybe this summer. So keep my fingers crossed on that. And so, yeah, there's just so much information that we're missing. There's so much that we're missing out on because we don't get a good sexual education when we grow up. Adults don't get, we know, we don't continue our education to see what else what else is out there that we're missing. So here's an invitation to you. Continue your education. There's so much more that we can learn and explore and make our relationships really just juicy and fun in the bedroom <laughs> or maybe outside of the bedroom too. Here's something that I like to tell my clients to do when they start working with me. I like to tell them to make a yoni map. So what is a yoni map? Well, most women don't spend a lot of time looking at their vulva. And sometimes things can happen. Like you can, one of your glands might swell or maybe there's some itching or discomfort or, you know, something is going on. And when we grab the mirror and look, we don't actually know what we're looking at because we never take the time to look at our private parts to see what they actually look like. And so when I start working with somebody who is either in one of my natural birth control programs or in my cervical health courses, and what I have them do is make a yoni map. And so what this is about is getting a mirror and a pencil and paper and just kind of sketching out what your vulva looks like. And if there are like any like spots or growths or, you know, sometimes we can have like little moles, like little brown spots. 
And most of the time, a lot of times, like our inner lips are different sizes and shapes. And so you can kind of sketch those out and just kind of get a sense of what your vulva looks like. And I think it's, you know, make notes and, you know, write things down if you're not good with drawing. Um, You know, these days you could take a picture, although just be careful you're not uploading it to the cloud somewhere, right? And so, so, yeah, so I really do encourage my clients to get to know their bodies. You know, take some time to map out the vulva. Some of my clients, like my cervical health ladies, some of us, or actually my natural birth control ladies too, we will use plastic speculums and take a look at the cervix. And so I encourage them to map out the face of the cervix because sometimes there's things like nebothian cyst or there might be scar tissue if we've had procedures done on our cervix. And so really it's creating a record of your body that you can look back to over time. And I encourage them to do the same too with like breasts, you know, get to know what your breasts feel like because you are your first line of defense and best form of detection against things like breast cancer. So it really, it starts with you. And when you are educating yourself, that'll give you the opportunity to really dive in and explore Find out some new things. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there. And it just depends on, you know, what sounds interesting to you. You know, listen to, like, uh, there's so many good podcasts. There's, like, Sex with Emily. There's Dan Savage. There's um, there's a couple other ones that I listen to that I don't recall off the top of my head the title of them. And uh, one is a, a Sex Nerd or something like that. I forget the, the lady's name. But there's just so many good podcasts out there that you can use to expand your horizons about what's out there and see, you know, I mean, there's toys. You could go to uh, a, a store and go shopping with your partner for some toys or go shopping by yourself for some toys to just try different things. I mean, be adventurous. Why not, right? There's a lot of great books I mean, there's workshops, there's just so much going on. You know, it really, it cracks me up when people say, oh, ask your doctor about sex. Well, if you're having a problem, you know, like if you're having pain with sex or if there's something going on, yeah, your doctor would be a good person to talk to. But when it comes to like talking about pleasure or sex or, you know, different things like that, you know, with the amount of information that the medical texts are missing, like your doctor doesn't know about pleasure, not in the way that, say, for example, a sex educator might or a tantra, tantra practitioner might. I am I'm just thinking back to, you know, some of the shows that I have that I've done recently, like Olivia Bryant, we did, we talked about cervical orgasms and then we did Taoist Sexual Secrets for Better Orgasms, Sex, and Relationships with Willow Brown. There's been a lot of really great conversations on the show about how to expand and increase your knowledge around sexual sexuality, sexual practices. So I invite you to check out some of those episodes and really just like dive in and, you know, play around with it. And I am looking forward to having some really great guests coming up here on the show 
in over the summer. And so when we come back from this commercial break, I want to tell you more about them. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Before we wrap things up today and I tell you what's on the horizon, I wanted to talk a little bit about sexually transmitted diseases and condom use because condoms, of course, are our best protection against sexually transmitted infections. And like I mentioned before, when I was young, condoms were pretty much not even on my radar, even though I had received education about them. Now, one of the things that parents might not think about when it comes to condoms is that for kids, for teenagers, it can be intimidating for them to go to the store to buy them. First of all, you have the problem of getting to the store. Second, you have the problem of getting money for the condoms. Then you have the very daunting experience of going to, say, for example, the pharmacist or a store uh, clerk to ask them to unlock the condom case so that you can buy them. And then you have to go through the checkout with said condoms. And so there's like four points of resistance that will derail a teenager's opportunity or ability to practice safe sex. And so I really strongly feel that it's up to parents to provide condoms to their teenagers, to their teenagers, to their young 20-somethings. So you want them to be safe. It's totally worth the investment to just go 
go online, go to condomman or something like that.com and just go buy like a bag of a hundred condoms, throw them in the bathroom drawer, give them to your teenager, whatever you want to do. When they start to get low, go out and buy more. Keep that drawer full. Keep them available. Tell them to give them out to their friends. It's like you can supply the whole neighborhood with condoms. Great. Let's do it. Let's keep the kids safe. Does providing condoms mean that they're going to have sex? Well, they're, if they're going to have sex, they're probably going to have it anyway. And so you're just giving them the opportunity to keep themselves safe when they do it. Sometimes kids, teenagers, young people, 20-somethings, will engage in things like oral or anal sex to avoid getting pregnant. And what they may not realize is those are both entries for sexually transmitted infection. You can get oral chlamydia. You can get herpes. You know, it's like this can happen. You can get HPV in the throat. That's what's causing cancer in men. Men have a higher rate of HPV-related cancer than women do in the oral cavity. In fact, men are starting to outpace women in diagnosis of HPV-related cancer. Women tend to get it in the cervix. Men tend to get it in the oral cavity. And men are starting to outpace women's diagnoses of cervical cancer. We're not screening men or women either for oral cancer. And we are screening for cervical cancer, of course, the pap smear. We've been doing that for a long time. And so this is just something to be aware of is that by not sharing this information or by not practicing safe sex that we open ourselves up or we leave the door open for our children to be exposed to these viruses because they don't know. They don't know any better. Children, especially, you know, teenagers, I use the word children, but our kids, our young people, they don't know any better because they don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? And most of us had to figure this stuff out the hard way. And you don't want your kid having to deal with a sexually transmitted virus that doesn't go away. It's no fun. And, you know, having the stigma of a virus, that sucks. And even if you have vaccinated your child against HPV, you've gotten them the vaccine, it doesn't matter. They still need that conversation because the HPV vaccine only protects against half of the cancer-causing strains of HPV. So even though they had the vaccine, they can still get an abnormal pap smear, the girls, can, and still can be at risk for cervical cancer. I don't know how many young women in my uh, Facebook group for cervical health have come in to the group saying, I had the HPV vaccine. I still got it. I still have an abnormal pap smear. I don't understand. Well, the reason is because there's 14 different strains of HPV that can cause cervical cancer, and we're only protecting against seven of those 14. So that's what the deal is. So it's really important to have these conversations. And HPV is one of those tests or one of those things that is really hard to test for. When you go to the clinic, like let's say you get a new partner 
and you want to do the right thing. Say you're not crazy about using condoms, so okay, let's go get tested and find out if we're clear. No problem. So you go get tested. You say, test me for everything. They test you for uh, herpes. They test you for HIV. They test you for things like syphilis and gonorrhea, chlamydia. They might even test you for things like hepatitis, things that can be, you know, transmitted through blood or, you know, fluids, this kind of thing, HIV. But what they don't tell you is that they're not testing for the human papillomavirus, HPV. And the reason that they don't do that is because they don't test men for it and they don't have a protocol if a man tested positive for it. They don't know what to do. And for women, we get tested when we have an abnormal pap smear. We can ask for them to check to make sure that we don't have the virus present. But in general, unless we have an abnormal pap smear, they're not going to test for it. And so you might get an all clear from the clinic saying that you both don't have any sexually transmitted diseases. However, they aren't testing for HPV. Men are definitely carriers for HPV. Not everyone, but yeah, it's definitely very prevalent in our population. And basically, just to, uh, statistically, Every time you have sex with a new person, you kind of, it's like about a 50-50 chance of being exposed. That's how common this virus is. So if they're not testing, how do you protect yourself from this virus? Well, it's a great question. One, you can ask questions. Have any of your previous partners ever had an abnormal pap smear or been told by their doctor that they have precancerous cells on their cervix, things like that. So you can ask questions like this. So if you are, you know, a, a, a man who is asking a woman, you can ask those questions. If you're a woman asking a man, you can ask if any of their partners have ever told them this. Now, it's possible that their partner experienced this and didn't tell them. I mean, that's absolutely pos possible. So you can ask questions like that. That's one way. Another way is that there is a test that you can get through selfcollect.com. I have links to them on my website. And what they are offering is a DNA test for HPV. And so what they do is they send you a test kit. It's very easy to collect the sample. And you can do that right in the comfort of your home. And you can just send it off to the lab. And then you can find out, yes or no, do they have this virus? When I got a new partner... My partner and I, you know, I, I have HPV tests regularly because I have a history of it, and so I want to keep tabs on that. He wasn't excited about using condoms, and so I asked him to go and do HPV testing, which he did, and it came back negative. So, yay, awesome, great news, <laughs> especially since I have a history of it, you know. It's like I don't want to be exposed again, so that was just great. But yeah, so this is how you can protect yourself against the human papillomavirus. If you find somebody that is, you know, that you want to engage with without a condom, you know, you're in a long-term monogamous relationship, you know, get tested, find out what people have, what they're carrying that they may not know about, and then you can make educated, sound decisions from there. 
So that's my little spiel about HPV because, you know, it's super common and it's not really talked about enough. So I hope that that gives you some really good information. What else I want to tell you about is things that are coming up over the summer. So I'm really excited to be talking about the female body over the next month or so. We are going to be starting out with menstruation and we're going to flavor that conversation, you know, towards parents to help have these conversations with their daughters. So we're going to be having some conversations around, you know, rites of passage, celebrating a girl's first period. We are going to be talking about the female body and some of the things that I learned, you know, when I was on this journey myself. We have uh, some other guest speakers lined up to talk about different aspects of menstruation and how to like weave it into your life and different things like that, you know, how to live in harmony with your cycle. Let's put it that way. And um, I hope to also have some conversation around, you know, what if your period is difficult, you know, can, what can you do to help nourish your body and balance your cycle and all these good things because the doctors don't have good solutions for women who say have polycystic ovaries or endometriosis you know some of these more challenging female issues and so that's where alternative holistic therapies can really come in handy and help women to balance their cycles and make menstruation and the female cycle something that's easier to live with because for some women women it's very challenging and they may not want to go on to the pill which is the solution that is most often offered to them so we are going to be talking about menstruation the plan is to give away some menstrual cups during our conversations around menstruation so my fingers are crossed i'm in negotiations with companies right now about that and i think i think they're going to send them to me so i'm keeping my fingers crossed and and when we're done talking about menstruation i want to move into talking about pleasure and uh the female body around pleasure and so keeping my fingers crossed again but i'm hoping hoping to give away some vibrators so no promises, no promises, but I'm hoping, so definitely stay tuned for all that. It's going to be some really great stuff coming up over the summer, and I am really looking forward to it all. So thank you so much for listening today. It's been a real pleasure sharing this information with you, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye, everyone. Stay safe out there. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.